Hello, my wonderful friends, and welcome back to another episode of the What If Project podcast. My name is Glenn, and it's great to have you along for the ride today. So this is episode number 40, uh, the big four zero, and I'm sitting at my desk with a cup of coffee. Um, I have the baby monitor in front of me. Jordan is napping. Um, Dana is at a uh, bridal, not a bridal shower, a baby shower. And uh, yeah, so the house is quiet except for a cat that is randomly meowing every once in a while. So if you hear that, I don't know how to get rid of background noise. So I just kind of, whatever happened in the background, I just kind of let it fly here at the What If Project podcast. Um, We live in the natural world here, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, so episode number 40. And um, uh, this is a new series. We're jumping into a brand new series. And uh, I'm calling it Thoughts from the Doctor. Uh, So if you've been around here for a a little while, you know that I just recently finished up um, a doctoral program. So I've received my doctorate. um, And I'm very excited about that. Um, And a lot of people always ask me like a few different questions. So like number one, why did you get your doctorate? Like why, what in the world possibly possessed you to want to go and get your doctoral degree? So that's always one question. Um, Another question is, you know, so three years of school, like what did you learn in this program? Like what was the, what were the biggest takeaways for you? Then number three, uh, so now that you're all grown up, right? Like what what are you going to do with with your life? And so we're going to do, I was thinking about doing four parts. I think it's going to be three, um, just a three-part series. This week, we're going to talk about why um, I got my degree uh, next week, we'll talk about what um, it is that I learned, what were the biggest takeaways, and then the last week, we'll talk about, um, you know, so what, um, where do we go from here, you know, where do I feel um, the spirit kind of leading me uh, from this point forward. So thoughts from the doctor, and I'm pretty excited to share uh, this stuff with you. I have my uh, outlines all done, everything kind of all tweaked and written out, so I'm excited to um, share some of these thoughts with you. Um, as I process this stuff, because um, I'm fresh off of this. The, the graduation is actually this week, and uh, I'm not going to be able to go, uh, unfortunately, because um, the ceremony is in New York, uh, so we'd have to fly up there. We're in North Carolina. Uh, Jordan, our two-year-old, doesn't do great in super long car rides, so um, driving up to Jersey is probably not going to be good. And then once we get up there, we got to rent a car and, you know, figure that kind of stuff out. I'll have to be up there for, you know, a few days. And uh, then obviously we have to fly back. And also the graduation cap and gown and stuff for a, a doctoral degree is like with taxes and everything, it's like 800 bucks. So like I don't have $800 just to throw at a gown and a cap that I'm going to wear one time in my life and uh, combine that with airfare and all these different kinds of things. And I just, I said to Dane, I'm like, you know, even if somebody like gifted the cap and gown to me, I said, I feel like I wouldn't be able to accept that money because like, I'm literally going to wear that thing one time. Um, you know, if you're going to be a professor, then you're, you're making a, a purchase that you're going to use for the rest of your life because whatever school you teach at, uh, when they have this ceremony, you go to the ceremony and you wear your doctoral cap and gown. And that's just not, not really my kind of my direction in my life. So, you know, I just feel like spending $800 on that is just not really the, the wisest thing to do. So uh, they're going to mail me my, my degree, which I'm excited about. And then we're going to have a little ceremony here 
um, with uh, my my wife and my daughter, and uh, my my parents will probably be here too, and uh, we'll we'll have a little ceremony ourselves, and that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to to that. Uh, a couple things before we jump in. Uh, number one, if you could be so kind, wherever it is that you're listening to this episode. If you could go to that platform, whether it's iTunes, it's Podbean, it's Overcast, whatever, um, and if you could leave a rating and a and or a review would also be helpful because the more ratings there are, like if you rate it on a scale from one to five, give it a five. If you do that, uh, then somehow the more ratings there are, it works with the, the algorithms of the platform and it works in favor of the podcast that if somebody searches for God or Jesus or Christian or whatever, they have a greater chance of coming across this podcast if there are more ratings. Uh, so if you could do that for me, that would be fantastic. And also, if this thing has challenged you, encouraged you, um, inspired you, pushed you forward in your faith, uh, head over to patreon.com slash whatifproject and see some different ways there that you can sign up and uh, become a patron of the of the podcast. Uh, you can go there and you can sign up for a tier of giving where you give a certain amount of money every month, ranging from $3 a month all the way up to $30 a month. And for most of those tiers, there's actually like different rewards that you get um, in return. So head over there, check that out. Um, if you're able to uh, support the show, I would greatly appreciate it. If you can't, it doesn't matter. I appreciate you and I love you. Anyway, uh, thank you to the nine people who are patrons. Uh, your money is going into fantastic places. It's going to a virtual bucket on the interwebs uh, that's going to be used to pay for the hosting fees for the podcast, uh, for the blog, for the website, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, contrary to what I originally thought, it's not free. Uh, this stuff actually costs a little bit of money, um, so the money is going to go towards paying that so it could be paid up front for the next year. And we just about have enough money in to pay for that. So I'm pretty um, pretty excited about that. So thank you to the nine patrons who have signed up. Um, I love you. I'm grateful for you. And you are awesome. And this, this though, episode number 40 and part number one of Thoughts from the Doctor. I'm calling this episode, uh, The Woman Who Told Me Her Son Is Gay and Why I Got My Doctoral degree. The woman who told me that her son is gay and why I got my doctoral degree. So uh, a few months ago, I was at work and I was helping a customer. And I think she was like buying an iPhone, something like that. I work at an Apple store. And we got to talking, you know, about life and her kids and Jordan, who's my daughter and all sorts of things. And she said that her son was in school getting his degree in business. And then she asked me, you know, what did you go to school for? And I always dread that question. Like, I don't know why. Um, I love what I do. I love what I've done. And, you know, I've enjoyed my education more than any normal, uh, sane person probably uh, would or should. Uh, for me, there's very little in life more invigorating than a classroom. Like, I love the presentation of ideas. Um, I love the dialogue. I love the wrestling, the studying, the writing, the research. I just, I just love it. But I guess when that question comes up, I always know what's coming next, right? Like, what will you do with your degree? Uh, what's next for you in your life? You know, like one time somebody said, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? And my favorite is, oh, so you're going to be a pastor. That's so 
That's so wonderful. And so this very nice lady asked me uh, what I went to school for. And I told her that I actually just finished up my doctorate degree and successfully defended my dissertation just a, a few weeks ago. And, and first she did like a double take because I don't really look like your typical um, doctoral student, right? Like my jeans that I was wearing that day had like rips in them. Um, I have like four or five of those rubber bracelets on my arm. Um, I think I had either my green and white van slip-on shoes or maybe my green uh, Chuck Taylors. Usually, I don't wear it at work, obviously, but like usually I have like a Yankee hat on backwards, which I have on right now. Um, I have an Apple Watch that has like a bright green neon strap on it. And so she looks at me like I'm partially insane, which, you know, I probably am. Uh, but then she said, oh, um, well, what was your degree in? And I'm not really sure how to answer that either, to be honest with you, because sometimes when I answer that question, my response can be so long-winded that the person has like no idea what the heck I'm talking about. And I get to a point where I don't know what I'm talking about either. And then other times it can be so short and quick that the person still has no clue what I'm talking about. And so I saw this as like an opportunity to practice my elevator pitch of what my degree um, was about. So I said, well, I went to Alliance Theological Seminary, which is in Nyack, New York, and I got my master's from there about 10 years ago in church development. And then I went back a few years ago to get my doctorate in Christian leadership, right? I thought that was like a pretty good explanation, right? So, you know, gives you the general idea that I'm doing church type stuff, pastoral type stuff. And, and then came the question that I knew was coming. Oh, so you want to be a pastor someday, and I was like, yeah, not really. And I went on to tell her that I had pastored a church for a bunch of years. And although I enjoyed parts of it, um, truth be told, I hated uh, most of it. And I told her that, you know, I couldn't stand the politics of the church. So she's like, well, give me an example of like, what's the politics of the church? So I told her about the time when uh, we had a board meeting. I wrote about this on my blog. I think I, I did a podcast episode about it a while ago, too. But I, I told her about the time when we had a, a board meeting. And it went until one o'clock in the morning because half the board uh, was, like, was like split, right? Half the board was ready to lynch me over uh, my desire to have a Christmas tree next to the pulpit during Advent because they thought that Christmas trees were satanic and, and evil. And even though they thought that, even though they wanted me, their, their pastor, to go down uh, to the Christmas tree lighting in town uh, later that month to say the Advent prayer in front of a giant um, gigantic Christmas tree. So half the board was split. Some said, yes, let's put the tree in. And the other half said, no, we're not going to put a tree in. And so this meeting went on till one o'clock in the morning. So I told the woman about this and we talked about like the constant need to uh, please people, right? To like make people happy, to almost act like a politician who has everything together on the outside, while maybe even being a gigantic mess on the inside. And I told her that I hated so much of what I had to do that I don't think I could ever go back and do it again, even if it was like the most seemingly perfect fit. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of stuff I loved, right? I loved and adored all of the opportunities to preach and teach and dream, meet with people, visit people who are sick or shut in or in the hospital, whatever. I even enjoyed doing funerals, believe it or not. I did a lot of funerals when I was there because it was an older church, but the other stuff it was just draining. And so she shook her head and she said, I, I get that. 
Good for you, she said. Good for you. So then she asked me, well, what are your plans going forward? Like you have your degree now, so so what's what's next? And we'll obviously get more into this later in the series. But I told her about this. I told her about the what if project. And I'm typically not, you know, super open and super vulnerable with uh, what I do here. If it comes up and I'm able to fit it into a conversation, I, I will. Uh, but typically at work, I just kind of let my coworkers discover on Facebook and make up their own um, thought about it. And I'll really share it with customers or other people. Sometimes at work, I will share it with customers because a lot of times you get customers that come in um, at the Apple store and they're, maybe they work for churches, right? Like we're, I'm in the South, we're North Carolina. There's a lot of churches in the area. So a lot of times I get pastors that come in and they ask like, hey, I'm trying to do social media technology stuff. Uh, make really cool stuff for cheap. So like, what do I do? And I'm able to bring them uh, to my blog, to my podcast, to my social media pages and show them, hey, this is what I do. I don't have a lot of money either, but you can make some pretty cool stuff with um, the apps that are out there and the technology that we have and be fairly cost effective uh, with it. So um, anyway, this time with this customer, I don't know, I just felt like it was a good place to to bring it up. And so I told her about my dissertation and I told her about how it was about the ch- how the church can uh, more effectively use social media and technology to connect with people and connect people to God. And then I told her about the What If Project. And I told her that I had this, this blog and this podcast where we explore faith and God and Jesus and spirituality and the church and, and all this stuff. And we wonder if there are ways of understanding these things that are maybe different than the ways in which our traditions have handed us. And for me, I said, my conservative... Uh, evangelical tradition. And then things got really interesting. Uh, She looked away for a moment and she mumbled something that I could like barely hear over the noise of the store. And it sounded like something like, you know, oh, my son just me. And I was like, excuse me, I, I didn't, I didn't hear you. And then she said it a little louder. She looked at me and she said, my son just came out to me as gay. Oh, then all of a sudden, it it no longer felt like we were standing in the middle of the Apple store, surrounded by a hundred people. But for this brief moment in time, it felt kind of like the universe stood still, and it was just me and her sitting over a cup of coffee. And she wanted to tell me that she grew up in a very conservative uh, church environment, and that she was still pretty conservative in her in her beliefs about God. And that this news from her son shook her to the core and changed everything for her. And now she said she's just not sure what she believes anymore or how or even if she can exist in her conservative church with her conservative friends, with all of their conservative traditions and theologies and understandings about God and faith and and these kinds of things. Uh, So we went on to talk about church, just very briefly talk about church and the Bible and human sexuality, and so much, so much other stuff. Um, as I finished up the, the sale with her and I got ready to kind of get the bag and move on to the next customer. And, and I wish we could have talked all day, but before she left, I, I gave her the What If Project website, showed her a few um, episodes where we've talked about LGBTQ type stuff, um, recommended a few books that have helped me. And then she thanked me for doing what I do and wished me best. And I thanked her for doing what she is doing with her son and um, reminded her that there's nothing wrong with her, right? Remember, I looked at her, I said, man, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with your son. There's nothing wrong with your family. And God is smiling on all of you. 
And then that, then we parted our, our ways. And, and so all of that to say, here's a curveball for you. Not, didn't see this coming. But that's why I got my doctorate. That's why I got my doctorate. And I'll explain what I mean by that. A few years ago, I was, um, I was blogging and I was podcasting at my old blog, uh, which was called Morning Encouragement. It was morningencouragement.com. It's not there. I think some episodes are still up on iTunes. You can go search for it. Um, but that was like the old what if project where I would share my thoughts about God and faith and the Bible. And my thoughts were like super, I don't know if I'd say super, but they were pretty conservative, you know, very evangelical, rarely rock the boat and, uh, were presented in a way that was all about encouraging people, uplifting people, cheering people on. Like my philosophy, kind of my vision for it was like people get crapped on all day long. So I want to give them something that when they log onto the internet every day, there is something there to boost them and push them forward. So I was really big on pastors and authors like Craig Rochelle, Stephen Furtick, uh, T.D. Jakes, Joyce Meyer, Max Lucado, Mark Batterson, and other big name preachers, authors. I have all of their books, have read all of their books. I know their stuff like inside and out. Like, you know me? When I get into something, I like throw myself into it. So like I devoured these people's stuff and uh, I would post one blog post and podcast episode a day. Okay. Every, I was doing this, what I'm doing right now, every single day. Now, most of that was like pre-parenthood because once Jordan came along, I was like, yeah, I can't do this every day anymore. Uh, Just not going to work, but it gained quite a big following and I didn't really know where it was headed. But I knew that I loved and I enjoyed writing and I loved sharing ideas. Uh, even back when I pastored to the churches, like preaching and leading Bible studies, th- those are my favorite things to do. And so it was no surprise that blogging and podcasting and creating content to share with the world was something that sparked some kind of interest in my heart. So about three years into that, um, the dean of Alliance Theological Seminary, where I got my master's, reached out to me about coming into the doctoral program. And I remember thinking to myself, like me, right? Like a doctor. And I think I responded, it was on Facebook uh, Messenger. And I think I responded back to him and I was like, shouldn't I have my life at least somewhat figured out before I venture into something like that? Like, I honestly have no idea what I'm doing. And he said that he thought that what I was doing with my blog and podcast would be like a really great dissertation topic. And he thought that the program itself would maybe help me continue to develop both personally and professionally, and maybe even help refine whatever God was doing with my love for creativity and sharing ideas and things like that. So, so that got my attention, and that kind of uh, that kind of intrigued me a little bit. And so I thought, well, what the heck? I talked to my wife, and I, I talked to my parents, and some some trusted friends, and I applied. And uh, three years later, uh, here I am. Right, I successfully defended the dissertation a couple weeks ago. I'll be graduating technically this week. Um, and I spend time every week sitting here at my desk or in you know a random Starbucks in the middle of North Carolina, uh, writing and researching ideas for the What If Project, where we explore uh, these thoughts about God and faith that although I was privately and quietly mulling over th- deeply um, in the recesses of my heart three years ago, I never would have dreamed of publicly sharing those things ever. Um, I talked about that in an episode a few weeks ago that the stuff I'm sharing now, it's not like this is new. It's not like I just woke up one day and I was like, oh, I think this way now. Like this has been a process. This has been a journey. And for, I'd say a good eight years, I was thinking about 
all of this kind of stuff, like this quote, deconstruction, reconstruction type stuff for a good eight years, but very, very quietly in my own heart. I didn't really talk to anybody about it because I was too afraid of rejection. I was too afraid of rocking the boat, upsetting people, being shamed by people from my older tribe. Um, And as I look back on all of that, I'm beginning to realize that it's because of conversations like the one I had with that theologically conservative customer at work whose son just came out to her as gay, that I think the Spirit led me to and through this program into what I'm doing now. You see, I got my doctorate because I I value education. I said that earlier. To me, there's nothing more invigorating than the classroom. And so I knew that a higher education classroom like that would be a place where I would definitely hear from God and get a much clearer picture of where my life was headed. And before I started my first class, this is important too, I promised God. I remember I I was on my knees in my office uh, back up in New Jersey. We had a small apartment Uh, The two bedrooms, the second bedroom was my office. I remember the door shut on my knees and I promised God that in the doctoral program, I would explore whatever door opened, regardless of how insane it might have seemed. I remember saying to him, you want me to go back to, to pastor a church? If the door opens, I'll explore it. Dismantle my theology, you want me to change things up? You want me to, you know, look into, you want me to open up that door that's in my heart that I've been thinking about all this stuff? I'll do it. Want me to get ordained? I'll do it. Become a social media consultant? I was even thinking about that. Um, I'll do it. I literally told God that whatever door opened in those three years, I would explore them full on. And believe it or not, I actually explored all of those things I just mentioned over the last three years. Um, I explored going on staff with Elevation Church here in North Carolina. That was one of the one of the big reasons why we had initially thought about moving down here. I was to get involved in a program that they had to uh, raise people up to be their campus pastors. So I thought about going into that kind of a thing, applying to that program, but it just didn't feel right. I explored getting ordained in the Christian Missionary Alliance, which is the denomination that my school is affiliated with, but it didn't feel didn't feel right. I did some social media consulting with some people, but again, it didn't feel it just didn't feel didn't feel right. And then in year three of the program, when I took a class that pushed my theological boundaries to the extreme and gave me permission to publicly explore the things I had been secretly mulling over for years, I jumped at it. And over the course of of that year, I brought morning encouragement to a close. And then I started brainstorming the What If Project, which kicked off about eight months ago. And eight months in, and the podcast uh, this past week just crossed over 50 5,400 downloads. I've had conversations about God and faith with people on the other side of the world. People have reached out to me to say thank you, to ask questions, to share their own journeys, uh, share their own secret thoughts about God and ask for advice. Friendships have been built. Encouragement has been given. Perspectives have been challenged. So much is happening that I never dreamed of. And uh, I'm just loving every minute of it. And even though I didn't realize it would happen three years ago when I said yes to the dean's offer, the program helped awaken me to a deeper sense of who I am and who God created me to be. It has awakened me to a much different understanding of God and faith and spirituality, has given me the courage to expand my own theology, and therefore has given me the courage to have conversations like the one I had with the woman at work 
in the middle of the Apple store on a shift while I'm selling a phone. This woman whose son just came out to her as gay. I mean, hindsight is 2020, right? And although I started the doctoral program so that I could get a better grasp on where my life was headed and, and what God might have for me with my love for creativity and technology, I look back over the last three years and I realize that the divine spirit, the creator, lured me to this program because it was the next step in my own evolution of faith. And that because I said yes to that evolution and walked into those open doors like I told God I would, I am now able to have conversations with people who are hurting and scared and full of questions. People that my friends who are pastors and professors and church people might never, ever get to talk to, right? I mean, like the woman at work the other day, she was scared to talk to her church, scared to talk to her church friends, scared to talk to her family. But she found a safe place in this, in this doctor, in this podcasting guy with the ripped jeans, the van sneakers, the rubber bracelets, who shares stuff in front of this microphone every week at the What If Project. In a matter of 10 minutes, she left feeling loved, understood, encouraged, and with a note in her, in her phone full of resources that I, I think, I hope, will help her courageously enter into this next season of her family's life. In short, the doctoral program gave me the courage to have that conversation. Three years ago, eight years ago, I would have never even known what to say to this woman. I probably would have just pretended I didn't hear her when she mumbled what she did. It gave me the courage to publicly explore and process some of the ideas that I'd been secretly exploring for all those years. It helped me realize that my love for writing and sharing ideas and preaching and speaking has a place and that other people around the world are secretly exploring and wondering about the very same things that I used to be secretive about, but now publicly share. You see, I didn't get my doctorate so that I could get more money in a job. <laughs> Some people ask me, well, now that you got a doctorate, you can get more money, right? That's not at all the point. I didn't get my doctor so that I could have the title of a doctor, although you can call me doctor whenever you want to because, uh, yeah, you can do that. I'm cool with it. But that's not why I got it, right? I didn't get my doctor so that I could be a pastor someday. I didn't get my doctorate because I had nothing better to do with my life, but I got my doctor because I needed to explore more. I needed to hear from God. I needed some clarity on who I am, what I was born to do. And although I didn't realize it three years ago, I realize it now. I needed a boost of courage to open that closet door of my own theological questions and doubts so that I could explore them in the open without fear and without remorse, inviting other people like you to join me on this great journey, this great adventure that we call the spiritual life. And so if I had to leave you with one encouraging thought today, this, this would be it. If you have a longing or a stirring deep in your heart, uh, follow it. If people think you're crazy for wanting to get your doctorate, then go get it and announce to the world that you are getting it. If they think that you're insane for quitting your job to do something else, then quit it and go do something else that brings you life. If they think there's something wrong with you for not doing what they think you should be doing with your life, then be yourself and you go do you. Go do you. You go do what you feel the stirring inside telling you to do. And I tell you that because a friend of mine recently told me that the small voice that's deep in my heart is quiet, but he said it's a good voice 
and it deserves your attention. It's worth listening to. You see, that deep inner voice, that is the voice of God. And I'm learning to listen to it. And I'm learning to obey it. And so I hope that this really quick version of my story uh, gives you the courage to listen to that voice that's in your heart as well. Um, Whatever it is that it's telling you to do, that maybe you've been putting off, that you've been hushing, you've been kind of putting a cap on it and pushing it to the side, take that cap off, bend down your ear, listen to that voice, and go do what it's calling you to do. It is a good, good voice. This, my friends, is episode number 40. Um, Much love to you, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.